Hey, welcome back to Horford Road, everybody. Uh, welcome back to Horford Road, everybody. <laughs> this up? is your host, Puck Rob. We got No Shame Dave, and we got Dirty from the Bikers Lifestyle Podcast. Dirty, how you doing today, man? I'm good to go, man. How you guys doing? Dude, we're hanging in there. Even though I'm getting these random videos late at night of like these old men calling me gay, it's cool though, dude. Um, so what's what's been new with you, man? Hang on, wait, 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 wait. Why are you getting random videos of that? You sent me that video. I did. Oh, and okay. dirty I'm in sorry. the bar. Yeah, yeah, me gay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you should have went with like you know these two degenerates are sending me videos, but um, now I get now I'm tracking, and I don't the know only- if. If Dirty's ever met, no shame, virtually before, whatever, but... I have not. Oh, virtual high five. <laughs> the, I don't know what you're doing, but your audio in the basement's amazing this time. We got microphones. All right. Yeah, we stepped it up. That's $20 off of Amazon, man. Damn, dude, that's high tech. Dude, that's why I just like Ken order all that stuff and just tell me what I need. Just like no, you all that shit so I could sit in his house in Jacksonville for two years. <laughs> hey, you're going to uh, you guys Daytona, correct? Yes, we are. We'll be there Ken, the first weekend. Ken, you'll be in Daytona. I will be in Daytona. Look for us. We'll, we'll find you. you. Yeah, we'll get together, man. Oh, yeah. We'll get thank, together. God, thank God for Instagram. Right? That's right. Like bringing bikers together. Dude, yeah, so I sent over uh, – I think everybody got them, but I just sent over some questions just to keep some general flow to the to the episode. Um, and so, you know, I think we posted the the memorial flyer um, when it first kind of came out a couple weeks ago. But you guys got a, a memorial tomorrow. Are you getting set up for that? And, and this is a, a founding member, right? No, no. Pops, uh, he's been around forever. Um, he's kind of a local legend. He's a, this isn't his first MC. Um, I'm not going to, you know, spread too much out there on the internet, but let's just say uh, there's an episode of gangland of his old MC. Okay. Yeah. So he's, he's fucking well known around here. And uh, basically, you know, he, he didn't want any more, you know, he he was kind of burnt out on clubs and he got to a certain age and he used to hang around us all the time. He's just, you know, just always around you know, the whole biker scene, the whole motorcycle scene, whatever you want to call it. And then uh, he decided, hey, man, I'm going to I'm going to join you guys in my later years. And, uh, you know, he was a member for about five years and, you know, he passed away of brain cancer and yeah, tomorrow's a memorial. What's it like running somebody like that as a prospect that has the background that he did and then is also like actually old enough to be your grandfather? Maybe. <laughs> We, we we considered his his probationary period more like a make a wish type deal, you know. <laughs> like, we didn't expect a whole lot out of pop, man. <laughs> you know, we were like, "Hey, man, just uh, show up and 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 be cool." I don't know, man. Just, hey, just man do can you promise? You he's like, "Can you promise not to die behind the border?" <laughs> That's all I'm was, asking. Dude, it was funnier and shit. We were wondering if we would have to fucking make a memorial patch before we patched him in, man. <laughs> dude this little boy went hard like like you know i put together a couple videos like tiktok shitty fucking things and on instagram 
And there's one of us where we got, you know, that big fucking bridge you cross in Indianapolis and you go into Kentucky. Yeah. Well, you always, if you get caught, they catch your license plate to take your picture. Well, I posted, there's a picture of me on one side and him on the other. Dude, we're doing like a, like a hundred, dude. Like those cameras are amazing. That's, that was like three years ago. You know what I mean? Like that dude, he, after his second brain surgery, after they took the second brain tumor out, four days later, he was out riding around. God damn. You, you couldn't stop it. He had half a lung removed. And he Jesus. was at the next open house with a fucking oxygen tank smoking. <laughs> he was the toughest yes. cocksucker I knew. He had more. I mean, I don't know how many fucking heart operations this guy had. A lot. I don't even know how much of his heart was still his. <laughs> yeah, he's, got, he's got half a lung, half a heart. His brain's been cut twice. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, he fucking, dude, he, he, he has eaten the most mushrooms I have ever seen anybody eaten ever. Like he just, <laughs> you know, and it's like, Jesus Christ, dude. Man just went hard in the paint. I just forever. so no shame is usually like our our tech guru that makes all like the good like mashups and stuff like that. I feel like that beginning quote about pops with like the scene from old school like, <laughs> where Will Farrell's yelling at him. Mm-hmm. I thought you were gonna go a different direction with that. I thought you were gonna say no shame is usually our guy that talks about mushrooms the most. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I can do a mashup. <laughs> it'll take eight weeks but he'll get that he'll get it no it only takes him forever if i ask him for it you just did no like for me but if it's for the page it's faster so yeah you got the memorial tomorrow uh what at two o'clock till whenever you kick everybody out hey eh? let's be honest it's two o'clock till sunday that's what's <laughs> gonna happen it always happens yeah, I was talking to uh, I was talking to some of the guys, and it sounds like uh, we'll be down there too. So obviously, we'll be seeing you tomorrow and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Um, so the kind of the next question that I sent over, and I thought it was kind of a good segue to to talking and telling story, having you share stories about pops is kind of, you know, what's it like leading a club through loss? You guys have, you know, suffered this, you know, less than a year, you know, a, a couple yeah. of significant losses. What's what's it like being a leader in charge? And, and helping the club with that. Well, with Pops, I mean, it's we all saw that coming. I mean, he was given six months to live two years ago. You know, we all knew it was coming. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever been around somebody who's had, you know, like a brain issue. I mean, it, there's warning signs for months ahead. And uh, right there towards the end of Christmas, I mean, he knew who you were, but like you had to remind him your name. You know, that's that type of deal. So we knew that was coming with Chop. Man, that was a motorcycle accident. I mean, and he was, a, you know, he was a head honcho. So when he went down and got all fucked up, I mean, that that was that was a rough one because nobody saw it coming. You know, especially you know I was a VP at the time, so you know what I mean. Now now here I am, and uh, yeah, it was that one was rough. And uh, just trying to keep everybody on the same page, you know, like we had our biggest run the day after he got into a motorcycle accident. You know, and we still threw it. We still had it. You know? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So just, just trying to keep everybody on the same page, you know, make sure everybody's, you know, doing their jobs, you know, making sure everybody's not going off. Because, I mean, you know, you know, we, you know, it's it's a motorcycle club. Like we actually give a shit about each other. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that other organizations don't, but we actually do. So, I mean, you know, you feel this heavy loss. But at the same time, we he died on Tuesday. And we had his memorial on Sunday. So, I mean, it was fast. You know what I mean? 
And you kind of got thrown in the fire like right yep. away. I mean, you had to like you said, it wasn't like an it wasn't like an election or, or anything like that 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 made you boss. It was a it was a tragedy. It was a tragic circumstance, and now all of a sudden you're in charge. Figure it out. Yeah, basically. You know, but if you're not, you know, if you're not willing to step up to the plate, don't sit on the bench. You know what I mean? What, uh, you know, give, so, you know, folks that might be listening to this or whatever, give them, uh, what's a lesson you learned? What's a lesson learned from that? Something that, that you took away from it. Dude, be, be, be as humble as humanly possible. Don't, don't expect to not make a mistake because you're going to fuck up 10 fucking times. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's just, it's, it's always little stupid shit you never even see coming. You know what I mean? And uh, like we ran out of food, you know what I mean? During his, uh, during his memorial. But I mean, we had, fuck, I don't know how many pounds of meat and other shit, but you know, when you get 500, 600, 700 people showing up, it's how do you prepare for that? Yeah. And, and, you know, Ken and I are, are kind of, we're not important, but like, you know, you having to be a leadership role for that, no shame. Uh, you know, he's served in, in leadership roles, serves in leadership roles and really had to help navigate, you know, clubs through through difficult stuff of all sorts of circumstances. He's got us on mute right now, but he knows I'm fucking talking to him. I don't know what to what do you want me to nope. just talk over you? I'm, I'm waiting for you to finish, jackass. I was, like, <laughs> I was, like, I was like, how long do I have to keep this going before he jumps in? Like, I don't like how much easier of a layup do I have to give him? Like, well, see, he's a professional, so he puts his microphone on mute so he doesn't have extra or extra background noise that sounds like shit when you're listening to this on audio. See, I'm drinking a carbonated beverage, so really the oh, secret right. is I keep burping. There you go. And I, I just don't want that to ruin the audio. I just slammed a monster before we did this. I'm probably going to have to hit mute a few times here in a little bit. But yeah, what was your question, Dave? <laughs> fucking eat you. But I said, like, you know, you you also had that experience of leading a club through difficult times um, or, or a chapter of a club, you know, through difficult times um, as as a leader, as kind of the top dog or, or near to being a top dog, et cetera. Uh, what are some lessons that, that you came away with? I think one of the things you just have to realize is that, you know, if you're going to be in this for any amount of time, the challenges are never going to stop. You know, they, they may be different from time to time. It may not always be the loss of a member, but there's always going to be something that happens that requires you to step up and do something that you're not necessarily comfortable with or that you necessarily don't want to do. Um, I think most of us would just prefer if we could hang out with our brothers and drink beer and fucking bullshit and have zero drama. But, you know, that just happens to not be the case. Um, you know, I, I can uh, I can relate to what you went through dirty and. uh in that, you know, it's it's a difficult and different process when you are moved up in position, not due to an election. Um, you know, when I was pretty young in in the MC world, I went from being a secretary to a chapter president within like the span of six months. Holy and, shit. you know, it was, it, it was one of those like just happenstance things where, you know, the right mix of, of stuff came through and, and I just ended up having to step up. And, you know, it's it's a challenge and you learn lessons quickly. Um, but, you know, I, I, want, I would mirror what uh, Dirty says in that, you know, stay humble and realize you don't know everything and take all of these challenges and then try to learn from them and really rely on the people around you because, you know, we're not in it by ourselves. You know, we got our brothers with us. We got other people that uh, are in the community that we can lean on and, and leverage for experience. And I think that's the best way to go about it as a, as a humble leader and as a student. I see Ken's wheels turning. What do you got, Ken? 
Um, just like like my my mind has been like going towards the negative side of things recently. So, you know, I I just I wonder if uh, or how you how you kind of deal with the brother that lashes out. Um, through whether you know whether it's anger or anything else, you know, because he's upset with the loss of his brother, and now you know the president has to make a hard call. How do you deal with that? You know, like that's 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 kind of a rough spot. Like to have that kind of thrown in your face, like as if to say like you're benefiting from the loss of your brother. You know? Well, yeah, no, there's definitely growing pains, you know, and there's guys that, you know, don't we don't see eye to eye right away, you know, and you try to take the approach where you try to talk. I'm like, you know, okay, well, what would you do? What do you want me to do? You know, and to see if there's some sort of common ground you can reach. And sometimes there isn't. Sometimes it's, it's, you know, you got to draw a hard line and say, dude, fuck it. This is the way it is. And, you know, you try to remember they're your brother, but at the same time, you can't, you got to remember you're the one that's ultimately in charge. It's ultimately your head on the fucking chopping block. If something goes sideways, you know, I mean, it is what it is. You just sort of got to, deal with it, you know, let them know that it's not personal. There's nothing, you know, that I'm trying to do that's to benefit me. I mean, you know, I can't, I'm not going to get too deep into the weeds, but yeah, I've, I've actually taken power away from myself, you know, changed some things around because, you know, it, there was things that I always saw coming in. I was like, man, I don't know if that's quite the way I would want to do things. And then when I brought it up, people were like, yeah, let's, let's change some things. So I've actually taken power away from myself, you know, as far as like, you know, certain executive orders type things. So, you know, most of the guys are cool with me, but yeah, every once in a while you get that one flare up where it's like, that's not how we do it. Yeah. Well. Oh, you know, I heard the rumor that we love club business. So who's the one guy that, that gets mad at you? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Miho, for sure. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, oh, dude, we've, we've, we've almost punched each other several times and that's not even, dude, there's, we have podcasts where me and him are on a podcast. Well, he get, you know, he, he likes to drink too. And he'll get all. That's why I like him. Oh, I know. And yeah, it, dude, it's like common brotherhood type shit. You know, you get a little liquored up, and next thing you know, you're, you know, you're about ready to fight, and then next thing you know, you're the bestest of friends in the whole wide world. Yeah, that happens all the time. To me, it's funny that you say that uh, that you took some of your power away because, uh, you know, like you said, this is the first time me and him, me and Dirty, have, have met virtually, and I'm finding like a lot of similarities to our stories because uh, the f- first thing I did when. Uh, when my whole situation happened is I uh, abstained from the next election. I think we held our elections like maybe two months after that. And I just, I just declined any nominations for any leadership positions. Now it just so happened that like they didn't let me sit on the bench for that long. And I, I think it was like less than a year. I was already back up in one of those spots, but that's, yeah, it's this weird, like, you know, to what you were saying, Ken, it's this weird thing, you know, it's, Nobody wants the situations to happen. It's not like there's like some grand like Hollywood scheme for how we're going to cook all this stuff up and make somebody rise to power. But, you know, people like, you know, sometimes assume that that's what's going on, even though nothing's done without righteous intention. Yeah, 100 percent. I, I, I definitely see that, you know, or, you know, you, instead of instead of it being like this nefarious planned out thing, it's just like well, you're enjoying that seat too much or you're enjoying that privilege too much. And I don't know. I mean, if you've never held an officer position, let alone like a fucking, like a leadership position in that, like that's not a, a comfy place to be most of the time. 
And I think it, it's comfy are... when you're when you're just bullshitting at a bike night, maybe. But <laughs> literally every other fucking day, it's work. And I think too, like what you guys are talking about right now, has so much crossover uh, appeal in that leadership in the military, leadership at work taking orders from somebody at work and leading a club, you know, all these things that you guys are talking about. I mean, it's applicable to, to all these different scenarios just in your, in your everyday life. Uh, so, you know, I think there's good lessons learned here that you guys are, are talking about, especially dirty. You know, you went from, you know, creating the club or, or being there at its inception to as, as a member all the way up to being the leader now uh, you know, what are, what are some lessons you've seen in that? Not just having leadership like thrown on you and adjusting on the fly, but just, I mean, we're talking almost not talking to talk club business, but almost a decade. What have you kind of, what have you kind of seen? Well, I didn't, I was, the club was well on its way when I came around. I mean, they were around for a good five years. I know you fucked that. Yeah. Way to do your research, bud. But anyways, no, uh, no, it, it was still relatively new. And, uh, you know, you, you see things like, Every every club thinks that they, they do things totally different than every other club. You know, I don't care how those guys do it. This is how we do it. The more I've been around, the more I see everybody does the same shit all the fucking time. Everybody has the exact same problems. You know, I guarantee you there's not a club out there that doesn't have a member that drinks too much and gets out of control and gets into fights in bars. I guarantee you that happens. I guarantee. Well, unless you're like in a sober club, who wants to be one of those? <laughs> um, it is what it is. I mean, everybody's got that one member that talks too much shit. You know what I mean? It likes to just be the thorn in everybody's fucking side. And he does it just, I don't know why. People are just like that. Everybody's got that 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 problem. So, I mean, what I've seen this club do is just grow as, uh, like, maturity-wise, you know? Not to take things so damn personally, not to freak out about things. Just do your job. Shit will blow over. Calm down. We're fine. Oh uh, no, Shane, that's your cue. Comes My fucking cue like, to what? what? You're the you're the interviewer. God damn! What? Every time every time you're, you're drinking that, a soda pop, you gotta fucking throw me under the bus. You're the one that also parallels that journey. Okay. Oh my bad. Yeah, you know, going back to what Dirty said, it's like everything's the same for me, and I agree with him. <laughs> He wasn't paying no attention. I was, he wasn't. A, I was getting a phone call. So, yeah, you're right. I wasn't paying any attention. You checked the fuck out. <laughs> you know, Dirty Dirty started this this show, what is it, 19 minutes ago? Uh, with yeah. a full glass of beam or whatever it is in there. It, I'm just, oh, who's fun. not paying attention now? It's Jameson and Ginger, you dickhead. I mean, I wasn't paying attention before we started recording, if it makes it better. And now he's almost done. And I am a big fan of people who drink like that. You're my hero, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I'm also you like you when I grow up. Do that. So hey, that hey. also, also, if yeah. you do, if you do run into to dirty, and I, and I hope you do, and and his dudes, and get a chance to to meet somebody else from Wisconsin and see a Wisconsin vibe. The only thing I ask is from from dirty and his crew. Please, dear God, don't kill that man. Okay, he's still got a career. He's still in the military. He drinks light beer. All right, just, just take it easy on him. Okay, hey, it's fine. We'll be fine. Yeah. His wife is mad at him easily. Dirty's no. not going to kill me. It's the Russians in a couple of months. That's true. That's no, true. they don't need a moderator. You're so. It's an, oh, I'm sorry. No shame's back in the game. I see his mutes off. Go ahead, sir. I just turned it off. You're such a fucking jackass right now. <laughs> So, Dirty, how has, you know, recently, how has, like, the community vibe changed 
up in well, the, the upper part of the Midwest. Then. You know, I, t- I tell people all the time, it's, uh, I've done other like uh, round table things. And uh, I'll say this, the scene in Wisconsin has never changed. It probably will never change. The same thing that's been going on in Wisconsin since uh, the 50s is still going on now. Um, I would say though, locally, I feel like the the vibe to use that that yeah. trend term, I think it's it's as good as it's ever been. I'm sure there was great times oh, yeah. before too. Everything everything has ups and downs. Uh, I think currently the community vibe, as far as motorcycle culture goes, riding club or not club, is so much better than it has been um, in past times. Uh, and I think good leaders are important to that, which is a note that I made here to talk about. Without giving away names, other than dirties, there are local clubs in this area now that that have leadership or or people in leadership positions that are night and day different from people that might have come before them, and it affects the entire community. Dudes want to do more. Dudes want to be more active. They want to be around other people, other clubs. They want to contribute more. They want to just have a good time. It's just it's such a different atmosphere um and environment and i guess for the group for the round table is that trademark or can we say that no we we sit at a square table there's definitely sides here how important (laughs) are leaders to controlling or contributing to that that vibe locally locally well you know if if you get a club that's uh you know trying to stir up shit all the time that's going to cause a problem through the whole community. You know, if they're just every time they come out, there's always an issue because they got mad about something or something ain't right. And they want to like, you know, lay down the law or whatever. Yeah. It's going to make everybody on edge. It's going to make everybody not want to come around. You know, everybody's going to hide out in their clubhouses or hide out in their corner of the world. But if you get, you know, guys that are, you know, just down to earth dudes that are like, Hey man, you know, we all put our pants on one leg at a fucking time. We all ride motorcycles. We're all like having a good time. Let's just do that then that will make everybody ease up and everybody will want to be around each other. And it's always just, it's just a good vibe, man. You know, nobody gets into this fucking lifestyle saying, yeah, I want to be a bully and start shit. You know, eh, I mean? some people do. Some people do. Ken did. Well, let's be honest. Yeah, but they don't, they don't last long and then they start throwing podcasts. So exactly. hi, my name's Ken. Um, <laughs> I didn't no, last I think, long. I, think I was only too- there for 10 years and then I started a podcast. I think to Dirty's, to Dirty's point, like, you know, you do see guys that maybe – they use the club to be an extension of an asshole. I think every club probably has made, has or had one person like that. And that fucking, you know, hopefully that dude is compartmentalized enough that he doesn't affect the entire community. And sometimes it does bring the vibe of the community um, down. But I would say, you know, in getting a chance to ride and hang out and talk and drink with, with dirty and his guys and, and the area, um, right now, it's just some of the best times that I've seen in that area. And I guess I've been home for, seven years uh almost eight years and and it's just it's just awesome um you know same questions and no shame what's what's how important are good leaders to that community flow i think uh you know one of the things i don't know if we necessarily hit on you know along this topic is it you might have a good leader you might have say two different clubs and each of them has a good leader for their organization you know that their membership and and everybody might think of them as like the solid person but if they can't get along with each other and you take that like micro concept and like make it a macro and start looking at like an entire community um sometimes that 
uh, that dynamic between leadership of different clubs ends up being the thing that makes a community, you know, vibe or not. So not to say that like past leaders, you know, in, in the situation you guys are talking about, they might not have been bad for their club. You know, I don't, I don't know your area specifically, but you know, uh, I could speak for my area to where, you know, I've seen different people that, you know, than different presidents of all these different clubs, the way that they interact with each other. That's what I think makes the biggest, uh, biggest difference in how the community interacts amongst itself do you think that a leader is important in that or or is it the general membership that's going to control more of that because obviously you're going to see more of the general membership but it's kind of like a work scenario or you know military scenario for for those of us that were in the service like a bad leader can just kill the entire the entire platoon squad ship whatever whatever it is that you're that you're on so is, is it more the dudes that are going to make up that that community feel or is it leadership that's going to kind of guide it i think the leadership kind of you know that you set the standard and i think everybody else kind of just falls in line to what you're doing you know if, if you're if your membership has your back like that um you know i've, I've seen clubs that uh under one you know president they had a completely different way that they carried themselves, you know, and then they get somebody new in there that, you know, maybe is a little bit more, um, more personable, likes to socialize a little bit more. And then you start seeing the membership kind of coming out to events more and, and being more social. And then you get that other guy that's in there and he's like, thinks the shit don't stink and walks around like he's going to punch everybody in the face. And his members are walking around looking like they're on edge. And, uh, you know, you could, you could see it in their, in their demeanor that they're not comfortable. Nobody else is comfortable. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it works both ways. Uh, but yeah, I get what you're saying to where, you know, one bad apple could, could end up ruining the batch. Cause you, you know, you get one or two guys in there that, that have dickhead attitudes and they could, you know, your leader might be the greatest guy since sliced bread at, at, uh, at controlling all the different things and all the different aspects of managing, but you get a couple dickheads in your organization. They could really ruin the vibe for everybody. What about you, Ken? I mean, you're kind of experiencing all of it from a club sense and a, and a military aspect currently. What, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think it's kind of like a 75-25 split where I believe the leadership is the 75%, right? Because like no shame pointed out, the general membership is going to fall in line as long as there is that bond uh, behind the president's example. And then, you know, that's, that's great things, right? But that 25% you know, could fuck everything up. But on the other side of that, I believe that we are all product of our leadership. You know, whether you're in the military, I mean, I guarantee you, no matter where you've been at, no matter what your life experience is, you have picked things up along the way that you either fucking <clears throat> didn't understand and you hated at the time, or it just instantly clicked and you're like, I fucking like that. I'm going to keep that. So when I'm in that position, I have that tool to help me with that mission. Um, you know, so we all, no matter what, you're a product of your leadership, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. And so, like, for, for no shame and dirty, um, I guess maybe that's probably the last thing, last question I have on, on leadership type stuff, unless there's more. But, you know, do you guys feel the pressure then to, like, I guess not not have a bad day, so to speak, or to not openly, like, have a bad day in front of your guys? Or is it, you know, fuck it, I had a bad day and, and they'll understand and, and come back tomorrow or whatever? Well, I, I'm, I'm, you know, speaking for myself only, when I, 
when we were talking about, you know, basically toxic club members, you know, guys that just like to stir up shit, it's the leader's job to rein them in or deal with them however he can. I mean, in, 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 a, in any sort of situation, if you're a leader, you take all the blame and none of the credit. I mean, that's just how it works. I, mean, I like that. That's good. I like that. Well, it's, you know, I mean, every, you know, if, if the club's doing amazing, it's not because I did anything. It's because all the guys did shit. And you can ask anybody. That's the way it is. But as soon as one thing is fucked up, it's my fault for not catching it. It's my <laughs> fault for not taking care of it. And I should have fucking been there. As far as having a bad day, I mean, I'm not supposed to. I mean, I do. You know, there's there's times. I mean, I've heard other podcasts, you know, where guys are like, you know, well, if you're if you're a president or whatever, you can't get all fucked up and you can't do any of this. I have pictures of me passed out on the fucking couch upstairs, you know. <laughs> I mean, granted, it was just us and we were throwing like a little private doodad for Christmas, you know, and it was just family members and shit. We're just fucking, you know, hanging out. But, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll get shitty drunk. I don't give a fuck. But I don't do it in public, you know. I mean, shit, I broke up two fights last weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah, you should have you should have hung with us. I can't uh, take you guys anywhere. Dude, well, anyways, long story short, we ended up at a titty bar. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's. You know, if you're president, man, you always got to be the one in the room with the most the most answers ready to go. You know what I mean? I can't say I don't know and expect somebody else to cover my ass. I mean, I could say, hey, I don't I don't you know. What do you think? You know what I mean? I can do that. Or I could say, hey, man, I'll find out real quick. But I can't just throw my hands up and go, ah, it's somebody else's fucking problem. You know? Yeah, I think you would hope that. uh the people whose natural demeanor is to carry themselves in a way that uh, people trust what they're saying and, and they don't come off as they're out of control and, you know, and they, they carry themselves as a leader. You would hope that those people are the ones that end up in the positions that you want them to be in. Like, I don't know, for me, even just uh, in times where I was just a regular member, I tended not to ever want to get to a point where you know, I needed somebody to like walk me out the door. And that's not to say that I haven't had my moments, you know, that I think everybody, uh, everybody that parties from time to time gets there. But, um, you know, for the most part, um, I'm usually pretty composed and, and don't really get too fucked up out in public. And, you know, just like Dirty was saying, like, there's, there's a way that you carry yourself out and about. And then there's a way that you carry yourself when you're just around your brother. So to say no bad days, that's unrealistic. But, um, you know, put your big boy pants on and compose yourself and, and handle yourself in the moments that you're required to. And then, you know, if, if you're not in a situation where you can have a bad day in front of your brothers, then I think you're not in the right setting because you don't really have brothers if you can't show vulnerability to them. So, like, you know, I, I have moments of weakness and uh, I lean on my brothers to uh, to help me through that. Um but if you know if you see me out at a bar in public, I'm not going to be sitting like leaning against the jukebox crying to a Neil Diamond song. I feel fucking attacked. <laughs> only, only attacked. in the clubhouse. Only in the clubhouse. <laughs> so, do we need to pause real quick for you to go get another 16 fingers of Jamo, or are you no, good? I'll be fine. No, I'll be fine. <laughs> the shakes don't kick in for another couple hours if I don't drink, so we'll be fine. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. oh yeah. yeah, we got we got we got plenty of time. Yeah, we got plenty of time. You can't. No, I, I, I saw. I saw the wheels turning there. Ken, what do you got? No, I just. Um, it's God. I, I think we're all just on the same page, and it's just like a fucking game of telephone in front of each other. Um, you know, I I believe that yeah, leaders don't get bad days in public. 
you know, so like to, to use like Navy terminology. Um, so like me as a leading petty officer, I don't get to have a bad day in front of my troops. Um, but when it's just the first class mess, you know, like people that are my peer group, my pay grade, whatever. Yeah, that's when I can kind of let my hair down a little bit. You know, with you don't have little, any hair. What little is left of it. You know? <laughs> um, you know, I can let I can let my hair down a little bit. And, you know, I kind of like guys. Hey, look, like I'm having a rough fucking time with this and I can open up and, and do that. And then but as soon as we leave the the mess, it's my, my game face is back on and I'm smiling and shaking babies and I'm kissing hands again. And, you know, we're, we're getting everything done. Um, and it has to be that way. And I and, you know, this is fucking family. You know, if if you don't have that kind of relationship with your brothers, you're doing something wrong, in my opinion. I could be way the fuck off. I'm just some clubless fuck. But if you don't have that kind of connection with your brothers where you can be vulnerable, like No Shame said, you can't be authentic with them, then what the fuck are you doing? All right, I get it. So I was doing this other roundtable thing. And uh, the question came up, how do you deal with, you know, what an unruly member if he challenges you, this, that, and the other thing? And my answer to it was, well, if you're to the point where you got to start punching them, then you've already fucked up. Because you shouldn't have to fight a guy to get you to, to get him to do what you want him to do, you know? Because if you're trying to lead people and they're not following, then you're walking by yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in my opinion, you know, you should always work together as a crew. You know what I mean? Or you should always, everybody should try to be on the same page, or you at least should try to get everybody on the same page. I mean, granted, there's going to be times where you butt heads, but if you have to physically, you know, get into, you know, shit with somebody because they're that upset about what you're doing, then maybe you need to take a look at yourself and look at what you're doing and figure out what the real problem is. Maybe the club ain't for him. You know, maybe he's overreacting. Maybe he doesn't see something that you see and you just got to show him. You know what I mean? I got there once. To, oh, yeah. But you know, I I blame it. I was I was watching the show Locked Up for like a week straight. I was I was watching Locked Up on like A and E, and there's all this stuff about like you know like you can't let somebody challenge you in public. <laughs> and we were in church, and the guy was like mouthing off and kept staring me down. And I was like, I got fucking. We're on the cell block floor right now. I can't like let this motherfucker just be bowing up on me. Man, thank thank fucking God you weren't watching Oz then. <laughs> I've never seen Oz. What's the what's the joke? Well, Does somebody get fucked in the ass? I feel like somebody yeah, gets fucked it, in the it ass. Takes, it's like Sopranos in a prison. I've never seen it. I've never even heard oh, of it. And it's like a, it's it's just it's like a crime drama in a prison. But yeah, there's a lot of like rape. A lot. Fuck, we'll watch that next time. So next church is going to be real fucking interesting. <laughs> Bring the condom and lube, boys. We're going to pound town. No yeah, shame. Taking on a whole new meaning. Yeah, but you know, I think something that that Dirty said, other than before we got into Oz, was. Dave, Sorry, Dave's talking about... <laughs> we didn't hear anything. Can you hear so. me? Can you hear me now? It, good. There he is. All right. You can hear me. Good. All right. So, you know, like talking about this round table and talking about this example of, you know, how talking about, you know, punching somebody and getting it to that level and, and all this, even some of the different leadership stuff we've already covered. For some of the critics that say, like, you know, oh, you can't learn about a motorcycle club on the Internet and that's club business and stuff like that. Like there's a difference. And and most people with comprehensive think um, not comprehensive critical thinking critical skills thinking understand skills. that, that like this is good advice that somebody that's either thinking about a club or is in a club could listen to. And it's not going to change 
they're not going to go and change their club bylaws because of something dirty said or no shame or whatever. But all of a sudden, like, dude, I had a motherfucker in my face just like, and I you shouldn't say motherfucker, you should say brother, whatever, or, or a civilian, whatever. I had somebody in my face last week just like that, and I really wish I would have thought about the way Dirty just said it or the way No Shame just said it or the way Ken just said it before I reacted because I would have handled that shit so much different. And hindsight's always twenty twenty. What if hearing from Dirty or, or No Shame can make you think just a little bit different about how you might handle a situation? That's not club business. That's not harmful to the MC community. That's not tr- spilling trade secrets. That's good shit that can maybe improve the community and create less assholes or less bad situations or less bitter people. Yeah. Yeah, I always say, yeah, me and Dirty are like best friends. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> how, often, you- how often do you guys eat crow in front of your brothers? Eat, like... Like, you like, have to, like, swallow your pride and fucking, you know, you just, like, hey, man, I fucked up. Well, it happens. Yeah. I mean, it's not often. I mean, uh, you know, for, like, me my, like me personally, I'm always saying, ah, dude, I, I kind of fucked that one up, you know. But, you know, a lot of guys, they'll try to play it off and play it off. And, and then after a while, they're like, yeah, you know, I'm like, okay, well, there we go. Now we can move on. Now we can go forward. You know, not a, not every fucking idea you have is going to be a fucking banger. You know what I mean? I mean, we've uh, we've all seen our fair share of fucking the best ideas turning stupid real quick, you know, and we've all seen that one dude fucking try really hard, fail and then feel really bad about it. And then you try not to give him shit about it. You're like, dude, you tried. It didn't work out. I mean, we I recently had to take a guy's fucking position away from him because he just couldn't fucking do it, you know, and, you know, he was getting, you know, somewhat emotional you know that you know like man you know i don't know what happened i'm feel like such a loser i'm such a failure i'm like dude hey man not everybody can do everything you just you found something you couldn't do there's a lot of shit i can't fucking do you know so it's no big deal it's water you know under the fucking bridge man go you know go riding and fucking drinking as soon as we can as soon as the fucking weather warms up because i'm in fucking wisconsin but you know like i said man just treat everybody like you want to be treated and uh give everybody the benefit of doubt best you can and then at the same time don't the number one thing about being a leader in a motorcycle club is the club always comes first against you know above any other fucking member not one member is bigger than the club the club is always number one so if somebody's hurting the club regardless of who he is he could be your best friend in the fucking club he could be your right hand man you got to deal with it the way you have to deal with it yeah i think that's what you know really makes like a solid brother you know if if they can and look at it with that kind of uh, understanding that the club is is the main thing. And, you know, any any action that you have to take against them is, you know, as long as it's done righteously is for the benefit of the club and they can see and realize that, you know, it just it makes shit run so smoothly. And, you know, I, I think I'm probably my own worst critic. You know, if, if I think I've gone through an interaction in an inappropriate manner, that shit will keep me up at night until I address the situation and go talk to somebody about it. And I've also been in the situation where I've had to, like, go to my best friend and be like, look, dude, like, you fucked up. Like, we got to figure something out. And, you know, had to suspend and find my best friend. And, you know, he was just one of those people that was was solid. You know, he took it. You know, I get it. You know, and I know why you have to do this. And I understand and don't feel bad about it. Those are the kind of people that you want around you. Um, to those people that are listening that don't think about shit th- that way. You know, like Dave was saying, this is one of those platforms where you can kind of look at shit introspectively and, and kind of figure like are there things that i need to change because like how could you be a better brother like realize that everything is about the club 
you come second and start looking at what can you do better to improve the situations. So I got a question for you on that. Do you think that there's more people in the community that, you know, own up to it and be like, yeah, bro, I, I understand why you're doing this and, you know, you know, I fucked up and I'm going to try better in the future? Or do you think that there's more people who are on the other side of that where it's just like, well, what the fuck are you finding me for and try to try to bring up other people's faults to try to either circumvent their punishment or anything? I think I think the majority is probably going to be righteous dudes that that are willing to take it on the chin, you know, and then that's, uh, you know, I say that because I, you know, I love the community. I love the culture and, you know, I, I'd like to think the best of it. And to my experience, a majority of the people that I've run into have been solid individuals, solid men, uh, you know, but that's not to say that those other people aren't there. But, you know, what is our job? as you know leaders in the community to do other than build people up and point out like hey this is a bullshit trait and this is a better way to do it but you know for the most part i think most people you know see it the same way that we do yeah nobody's an expert well and i agree with with no shame too i think the majority is probably the folks that react and take it you know take it well or take it with on the chin or take it responsibly. But I think the loudest ones that we're going to hear about are the ones that that don't or the ones that think they've been wronged or the ones that have refused to accept responsibility of the world's against them because the loudest shit gets the best platforms usually. That's the key uh, point right there. Other than us, obviously we're cool, but but you know say so like everybody wants to hear the story about somebody bitching or they want to be clued in onto a specific story of drama or something like that. And they pay so much more attention to that negativity because it can be interesting versus the example that No Shame gave where the guy is just like, it's over. He's like, Yeah, I understand. My bad. I accept responsibility. That story, that's not gonna really intrigue anybody. That makes sense to every normal person. But that one where there's like a he said, she said, and all this drama shit, people are gonna key into that. And all of a sudden that's what people fucking focus on. Yeah, man. The story of two nights sitting down and discussing how one felt wronged or, you know, how the other one was disrespectful in a match and came to the conclusion of, hey, you know what? I, I do understand that I did that. I wasn't thinking and I should not have done that to you and I apologize. Nobody wants to hear that story. Everybody wants to hear the story about how the knight slayed the dragon. Yes. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, so talking about uh, podcasts, and shit like that and platforms and, and loudness, um, you know, for the bikers lifestyle. First of all, I feel bad that we never get tank on. And I hope tank knows it's not personal. I just know you more than I know tank. Right. I, have easier I have easier access to you. But right. but you guys have had um, a bunch of good guests on lately. Uh, the one with Vito was was really good. But the one that I focused on the most was uh, renegade babes and sassy pants and i said are you guys switching to that performance motorcycle scene now with like you know you're gonna have the you know you're gonna have the the white kicks and the t-bars and and everything else well yeah all my dicks and flannels are in the mail uh <laughs> no i mean uh well i knew we just we talked to everybody you know what i mean and uh i don't know if you guys notice this but uh hot chicks seem to go really well with bikers so you guys have- get you guys get there. I don't know if there's another male led podcast that gets the the ladies on like you do. Yeah, you know, I got secrets, but whatever, dude. I mean, you know, it's we just talk to them like they're normal people and it seems to work. 
You know, like that uh, Meg from Meg's motorcycle journey. That fucking chick. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Did she appreciate that fucking chick? <laughs> is that, is that no. how you intro? <laughs> oh, fuck that, dude. Hey, we love Meg and Meg. She's a fan of us too. I mean, hell, she just said, "Dude, check out our Instagram." She just sent me. I like, saw it. I saw it. Yeah. So yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah. I mean, with sassy pants or you know, Kate or whatever. Dude, I thought she was a rad chick, so I'm like, hey, we should interview her. So I just hit her up on Instagram. I was like, hey, I, we got this podcast. Do you want to come on it? She was like, yeah. I'm like, cool. I mean, that's pretty much how that happened. Would and I that- like to talk to like you know like unknown like your sweatshirt there and or you know any other like stunt crew? Absolutely, man. You know those guys are crazy as shit. You know, I would love to fucking see what those guys think about things. You know, well, hell, you guys had a uh, Death Wish. You know that dude on. Yeah, yeah, uh, Jeremy, I, I love talking to that dude. He's another vet, too, and small dude. business owner. He's hey. a great dude to talk to. What the fuck? Dude, somebody stole his vans? <laughs> yeah. First of all, while he was I'm unconscious. Thinking, I'm thinking to myself, who would steal somebody's vans? Vans aren't that expensive, man. They're like I feel like, months. you know what, and, I, and and to his credit, like, or, or, or at least to No Shame's credit and Jeremy from, from Death Wish, like, they didn't get, nobody asked and nobody gave up who the club was either. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about club business? I want to know who left you unconscious in a ditch and took you flame that club, right? Who who was it? Well, I mean, he, he didn't, he didn't give up the club. It could have just been a group of dudes. Maybe, but either way, the club left him. Uh, so they they got they beat feet and got the hell out of there. And maybe somebody beat feet with his shoes. What's well, fucked up is like I know the area. It's like fifteen minutes from my house, like where he went down. Like you know, mm-hmm. he was describing it. And it's like. Dude, there's nothing back there but like some military ranges, and like 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 who the fuck is riding down back there? And it's just like, oh shit, vans. Let me go <laughs> jack those fucking things off this dude's feet. <laughs> and dirty vans, that like I don't know a motherfucker with a single clean pair of vans. Well, and what it sounded you know? like he went into was like a waterlogged ditch too, right? So they're probably all fucking soaked and smelling like wet feet in a swamp. You know, oh, I'm gonna take these Dude, hands real quick. What the fuck? Smell like hot dog water that you mixed with swamp water. Like, and it's even more fucked up that they left him back there because there's legitimately bears. Like, there are fucking <laughs> bears in those woods where he wrecked. Oh man, yeah, that was a that was a pretty good story. But out of some of the, so, out of some of the guests you've had on lately, any favorites? They're all favorites. All these are all every episode's like a child. I don't have a favorite. No, uh, my favorite episode, like. Like overall, or just like recently? Uh, uh, well, Polly Bacon Fingers. Yeah, that dude was fucking rad as shit, man. That that guy's living the fucking dream. He's, you know, he's in the middle of prospecting for a club, and that's whatever. But like, he works on like these fucking high end, like six figure hot rods and shit, or he used to. Now well, he's like a high end. What is he like a high end welder and from fabricator or yeah. something? Too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, like a like a you know Jesse James type dude. You know what I mean? Like he just does metal work, and now he works for a college where he like these scientists will come up with these crazy ass ideas and he's got to build them like, yeah. And he's just out riding fucking motorcycles coast to coast. He gets the summers off cause he works for a college. I mean, that guy's living the fucking dream, man. You know? And it, he was just a super down to earth dude. That's fucking super chill. And that, that was a fun interview. You know what I mean? Uh, Chelsea, that chick on, uh, in Ohio, you know, she's sober and whatnot. She's 26 years old and she's already ridden, probably put more miles on the most dudes that are 26. You know, and she just does it for the love of it. You know what I mean? She's not showing her ass on Instagram, even though she does have a poll thing, but that's whatever. Anyways, so, I mean, <laughs> just talking to rad people, dude, because not everybody's, you know, trying to post up and act like their shit doesn't stink. You know, 
because those people that act like they know everything and you know they've got all the fucking answers and follow me for more advice like comment and subscribe man I, man those that shit gets old quick talking to those people yeah, you know man, i like the ones that are always like i don't give advice but here's my advice on this topic <laughs> like wait a minute what or yeah. i don't I don't talk club business, but here's a fight video between clubs and I'll hashtag the clubs. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Yeah, like, man, I get it. Like my that parents. Shit's just, that shit's just insane to me. I like my parents were cousins, but where's the, what are the mental gymnastics in there to justify that? Like, I'm not going to, I don't talk club business, but. No, I hear what you're saying. I mean, look, some people do this shit for a living. You know what I mean? I, I, me and Tank don't. Tank's retired. I'm a fucking welder, dude. I mean, this this is all for fun. This is just all for, you know, whatever. Shits and giggles, man. We started this thing because we wanted to promote rad people in our area and this, that, and the other thing. We started meeting other people on Instagram and Facebook or whatever and, you know, talking to all these different people. Now it's just fun. Now it's just like, Jesus Christ. Did now somebody just get shot? No. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, you know, it's just like one of those things, you know, where like, our podcast, man, we never wanted to talk about like club shit. You know what I mean? We don't, we're not a protocol channel. You know what I mean? We're not, I mean, it, sometimes it comes up just because, you know, you can't get around it sometimes, but yeah, as far as like what other clubs are doing, if they make the news, dude, we don't want to talk about any of that shit. And I understand why other, you know, other guys want to make money any way they, they can, you know, that, that's, that's their hustle, you know? And maybe, maybe you need a, maybe you need a background in it media to, to talk about the news articles but you know uh, ken's like ken's like six episodes behind and editing for us to, to release episodes but something one. we were talking about on the, two one two this will two be after this one this will be three. Oh, oh shit there's the one that we did with no shame there's the one we did with drifter and there's oh. this one the only one you've released is one with chris anyway oh. back to my fucking point what about what? the stereotype one i just listened to the stereotype one you guys did that's the one with chris Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's three. He'll be three episodes behind. Dude, shit happens, man. But my point was before we were so rudely interrupted by by Ken, is that you know don't use my lines, motherfucker. <laughs> no, no. So hey, I, hey, I got a question real quick. How can, hey, can I finish talking? my goddamn thought? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Everybody get the trophy. Go ahead. Fuck. So. What we were talking about yesterday was that you know, fine. Maybe you do, or you should have some sort of prior experience if we're going to talk about new stuff maybe but if you're just going to talk about the culture and what you love about the culture the good the bad the ugly the, the beautiful whatever you don't even have to be in a club you can just appreciate motorcycle club life motorcycle culture motorcycle riding and have a fucking opinion on what you think could be better what you think could be worse what you love about it like you don't have to be a diamond holder you don't have to be a 20-year member you don't have to be a national officer of an overseas club or, or you know you have to be in the iron order like if you just fucking love the culture there's no reason you can't talk about it because there's plenty of ways to talk about it respectfully on both the negatives and the positives and that was what we talked about the other day that was it was kind of something i thought was in line with what you were talking about See, I think we should encourage that more from people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Talk to these club guys that, A, you know, and just do it respectfully. Be like, hey, look, guys, like, you know, I see this happening. I don't understand it. And therefore, I'm kind of against it off rip. But like, you know, help me understand things. Right. 
not a whole lot of this lifestyle is a fucking secret. Okay? Like, it, I promise you. Like, if you, go up to, if you go up to a fucking biker, you go up to a club guy that, that you have some sort of rapport with, and you say, hey, man, like, I saw this happening. Like, what did that mean? I guarantee you it's not as nefarious as you fucking think. And they'll fucking tell you about it. All right, now what was your what was your thing, Dirty? Well, I mean, I was just gonna say, you guys have been around for a minute now, and you guys are fairly popular. How come you're not sponsored by Memphis Shades? Seems like every other fucking podcast nowadays is sponsored by Memphis Shades. Well, hang on, whoa, whoa, that's a that's a lot of shade you're throwing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not throwing any shade. I'm saying you guys need shade thrown at you by Memphis. I'm just well, kidding. and I think so. There's some really good podcasts out there that make money. And then I think we enjoy them and other people enjoy them and they're really good. Mm-hmm. Um, name drop fast life garage, you know, getting yeah. paid doing his thing. I think for us, because we were talking about a community mm-hmm. like motorcycle clubs, motorcycle culture, motorcycle club culture, community, we never wanted to make money off of it. Cause that just seemed disingenuous. Like if even publishing news stories to make money to me, just my personal opinion, it seems disingenuous. Like how are you going to profit off of something that you love? And that was kind of our goal from the beginning. And I think too, our, you know, some of the, the, the write-ups and stuff has some really great history and protocol, but I think the podcast is more focused on historical stories, guests round, you know, round tables or whatever to talk about leadership ideas like this or, or thoughts about joining a club, leaning, leaving a club, whatever, more so than like, Make sure you take your sunglasses off. Everybody already know, or most people already know that. So I feel like we don't focus as much on protocol as, as it is more like just general thoughts about being a club dude or, or getting in a club or, or whatever. The disrespect. No, uh, I keep forgetting you guys don't have video. So somebody puts their sunglasses on just now. Uh, we're doing it for you. What's that? We just want, we're here to humor you, not other people. Fuck, fuck everybody else. We just want you to have a good time. Well, hey, I'm always trying to have a good time. (laughs) I don't take this shit too seriously, man. It's just the internet, dude. Um, No, I mean, I, 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 like I said, man, I, I I don't have a problem with people making money. You know, I mean, if, if, if you can get paid for, for doing, because this shit isn't free, you know, $20 Amazon mics get expensive, you know, but, uh, you know, I mean, I don't got a problem with, I mean, hell, me and Tank would love to have a sponsor, you know, if, you know, like Roman. You know, we use their products all the time. <laughs> you know, if they're listening and we know they are, hit your boy up. You know what I'm saying? Get it, that's, get up. That's dirty at the Bikers Lifestyle <laughs> Podcast. Hey, hey, <laughs> careful, careful giving out his email address because uh, somebody the other day said the feds love to listen to these podcasts. Like, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, this, is, this is where they get all their information from. There is, yeah. there is there is no Fed listening to this podcast right now or when we release it. And if they've ever listened, the, after they got through episode, I don't know, three or four, they're like, fuck it. These guys have nothing. On to the next serious thing. So I don't know. If it makes you feel better at night thinking that the Feds are listening to your podcast, uh, it's, it's your world and, and you can tell the story um, how you want. But – to, to pivot off of that, also no shame corrected my grammar in the comment box. So I appreciate I appreciate that. It's very nice of you. Um, the same guy that was uh, talking about the feds listening to podcasts, he said disingenuous wrong too. So I just don't want you to fall into that category, you know. <laughs> yeah, but man, you can't just you can't just line us all up in a row and just demonize all of us, man. <laughs> hey, so something that we had in the inbox the other day, and something that I think we've seen quite a few times uh 
I guess is is guys talking to us about getting information uh, from the page of the podcast that that kind of saved them from making a bad decision, which I think is is and and specifically they mentioned a club in Wisconsin. Um, he didn't say what club, and I have no idea where he is or anything like that. He was very good about being general, but he said you know hearing podcasts and he mentioned you know Brothers and Chains and hearing Dirty and and seeing you know that stuff on the Instagram. And he follows you guys as well, made him realize that there was other options in the state other than just where he was. And he was like, you know, maybe it's a couple hours away to see if that kind of travel and that distance for me and stuff like that. But just hearing other people talk about their areas or their experiences made him realize that maybe where he was at wasn't going to be a good fit for him. And he, and, and he stopped being uh, he stopped hanging around and stuff like that. He's just like, you know, thanks, but but it's not really my jam. And we've heard that countless times before. And I think. That's more important, and that's what your podcast, your thoughts, having you on our podcast, you know, that's, I think, what the the best appreciation, I guess, or whatever, if, if you're going to pay me, I'd rather be paid in dudes saying that, you know, they thought of something differently or they made a good choice or they made a, you know, they stopped making a bad choice because they, something, they, they learned something that they couldn't see in their current situation. No, I hear you, man. You know, I, you don't want this to turn into a job. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather, like, I want to get paid. I'd rather do this than like what I currently do. Well, so, yeah. or like when I retire from the military, I'd much rather do this for a living than like I want to fucking like I would much rather live like next to Dave and then just do three or four of these a day, make a living off of this, and then just go fucking ride and hang out and have a grand old time. Yeah, but then but, we got to stop um, halfway through and talk about Magic Spoon. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, hey, on the other – well, see, you you record all of that previous, and then you just right. send this all to No Shame because we're going to cut him in on it, and then yeah. we just have him edit it in throughout the, throughout the episode. But, I mean, uh, but on the flip side of that, though, if somebody wants to pay me in free beer and laughs and, and the fucking, like, hey, man, thanks for what you're doing for the community, I'm all for that. I also wear – a size 2021 Rogue Glide in in a Fab 28 short pro pipe. Hmm. Just in case right. anybody was wondering what I wear. So there was one time when we first started that uh, it was uh, somebody hit us up in the inbox. It was like like a 12 year old young child from Nigeria, <laughs> and he was telling me like you know because of listening to you guys' podcast. I decided I didn't want to hang out with this motorcycle club anymore and I want to go to college. And that child ended up moving to the United States and going to MIT. And he has uh, just announced in the news yesterday has solved global warming. And in that article, he told us, you know, because of, you know, no shame, punk rock, Dave, and then dirty. Cause he also listens to your podcast. You know, I was inspired to come to America and go to school and solve this global warming crisis. And, you know, that's just like, you know, it might sound corny, but that's payment enough for me. I mean, shout out Nigeria. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you got? What do you got Are coming we even up for, in Nigeria? Uh, We're gonna have. I'm, I, I have to look that up. Are we even in Nigeria? I don't know. You control that shit. Uh, what do you got coming up for? What do you got coming up for uh, guests on the show? If you can share that with us, and what do you got coming up for for events? Well, for events. You know, we got Pops' memorial tomorrow. Uh, after that, our next event, club-wise, is like our Fallen Brother ride, where it's just a ride that, you know, everybody gets together and it's for remembrance of whoever you want it to be for and, you know, raising money for charity type shit. That's in uh, – shit, when is that? That's in June – or May. In May. 
And, you know, we got the strip poker run. That's July 23rd, where we basically, it's a poker run, but we go to all the strip clubs in the area because lucky enough for us, we're surrounded by strip clubs. So, and they're all, they're all within nice riding. So it's like, it's not a exactly. short, it's a good loop. You are, yeah, you are 45 minutes from strip club to strip club, no matter where you go. It's fantastic. There's like five. So, I mean, that's that's a classy area I live in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it's always going to be online. As far as guests go, uh, dude, we got we got somebody from uh, Florida, actually, some West Coast rider group that's in the Tampa Bay area or something like that. How, what? That doesn't even make sense. How are you going to be West Coast? In Tampa Bay. It's the west side of Florida. Punk Rock knows what I'm talking about. There's the west coast of Florida and there's the east coast of Florida. There is. There's actually, you got three coasts in Florida. You got the west coast, the east coast, and then you got the Gulf Coast. Exactly. Which is which is up in the pan. How is the Gulf Coast any fucking different than the west coast? The Gulf is the west side of Florida. Because the Gulf Coast is on the panhandle and the west coast is on the peninsula. Yeah. Bitches. <laughs> I don't know if we have any Florida listeners, but I need somebody to validate what the fuck these two are just talking about. We have tons of Florida listeners, tons and Florida. I hope on my life that they will, because I'll see them in a couple of weeks. <laughs> like Dave in the comments below. Yeah, right. <laughs> fuck it, show me on that. Show me on the protocol doll where I hurt you. Yeah, no so, where I'm giving away club secrets or any of us. So, uh, but oh, god damn! Up. Why is he? Keep oh freezing? man, he cut out. So. Because he wasn't going to let me talk. Um, we are not in Nigeria. However, we are in Russia. And I cut out again, didn't I? Yes. Yeah, you did. So welcome back to the conversation. Um, so we are not in Nigeria, but we are in Russia. 50% of our listener, listeners are in Moscow. Nice. 25% are in St. Petersburg. And then 25% is from the third city that's listed on this list. Uh how many of them are about to go into Ukraine? Uh, probably all of them. Um, Our numbers are going to drop. We're going to tank. <laughs> going to drop like an atomic bomb. I wish he told me like how many listeners there are instead of just the percentage. Because it's less than 1% of our listeners are in Russia. But I want to know how many is that? Less than 1%. That's a, you know, that could be a fucking, that's a range, you know, like. Dude, I got an Adidas tracksuit. I fucking understand those guys. They're great. They're great people. I got an AK and everything. Well, we've yeah. seen it. We've seen huh? it. You did a podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I did a podcast wearing my ski mask and Adidas tracksuit and my AK slung over my shoulder. Dude, but, I know. saw that and I, <laughs> Dave sent me the pictures of that because, oh, dude, that, that, was, that, was, that was delicious. I, well, they I wanted to talk about that. like what would happen if you know we got invaded by Russia and they wanted to be serious about it. I'm like, first of all, it's never going to fucking happen, but at the same time, I like to make a joke or two. Did you, you challenge know? Wolverines? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Dude, I am waiting for right. Ra- Look, there's only two things. There's only two ways I want the future to play out. Either it's A, Mad Max, or B, Red Dawn. That's it. That's all I want to have happen. I just I'm- happen to have a lot of guns and a Mad Max vehicle that I'm building. Nice. Yeah. I am Team Red Dawn. Mm. Yeah. Dave? Uh, he's like I've never seen Red Dawn. So. Oh, <laughs> I—I'll be honest though, I've never seen Mad Max. So I don't. I'm trying to. How have you never seen Mad Max? I've never seen Mad Max. Oh, so I, that's I, it for our show this week, everybody. We have to counsel Dave. 
Hang on. From everything I can tell, though, it's a lot like the Tupac Dr. Dre video for California Love. So I think that I'm going to go Mad Max. You know, that's accurate. Fair enough. Wow, you guys got demonetized. But no. uh, We're getting getting (laughs) fucked by you. I did that once, and YouTube pulled our video. So that's, we're fucked. There you go. Now, Dude, and it now, was Dick Down, it was no dick down in Dallas. Whole thing out. Nobody's going to know what the fuck we're talking about now. Dude, it was Dick Down in Dallas, and then Trey fucking, what's his name, like commented on the video. He's like, this is fucking cool. Thanks for the shout out, guys. But but YouTube was still like, nah, this bitch got a 24-hour shelf life. And it's gone. Hey, so Ken, are you going to get up with Dirty in Daytona? Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah, dude. And then anybody else that's listening that's in Florida, if you want to hit him up, fight Ken, Dirty O Referee. Hit him up. Hit up Bikers Lifestyle Podcast on on Instagram, and obviously we'll post all the links and, and shit like that. But yeah, I mean we're taking all our gear with us. We plan on doing a few episodes while we're down there. Oh hell yeah! So, no no pressure, Ken. No pressure. No pressure. Well, yeah, you yeah. Dirty. To, I'll. Uh, well, Dave, could you send Dirty my number, and we'll, we'll just get fucking you. hit him up on Instagram and we'll be like, hey, real quick right now. It's scrolling at the bottom of the screen. Go ahead. Dave you is guys, the worst. You, hey, wait a minute. There's one for no shame. You guys are incorrigible. All right, now correct me. I don't say that gay ass word. <laughs> uh, you know what? My internet's about to cut out. I'm fucking going home. I see. I believe that was a very disingenuous uh, statement <laughs> that you just made. We're about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> We're at our time limit. Hey, Dirty needs another 16 fingers of JMO anyway. Yeah, That's we'll true. get out of here. Yeah, All Dirty, right, well, I'll, I will. I'll see you tomorrow afternoon at some point. Yeah, rock on, man. I'll be uh I'll be here, dude. You know. Oh, yeah, man. And and I'll uh I'll slide into your DMs, dirty. Dude, I, if anybody can it's you. You make me oh, you make me feel like the prettiest girl at the ball. I hope well, you. Well, that's that's why we get all the chicks on the podcast cuz I'm a sweetheart. You are. Mm-hmm. So, dude, seriously, dirty, thank you so much for your time today. Hey, man. And, thanks for having me back on, dude. And no shame. Thanks for reading articles while we were recording the podcast today. That was really awesome. Of you. 2024. That's some, yeah. some guy fucking commented on one of our things and he said that uh, he rides where he wants to instead of getting shot at because he's in an MC. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> all right. You know what? That's a good way to end it. So. What? That's a good way to end it right there. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody gets shot tonight. No problem. All right, I'm out of here. I'll see you guys later. Bug life. All right. Thanks, guys.